This is riveting. Find more at riveting.fm. I'm Morgan, and I'm a publicist. I'm Linda, and I'm a writer-editor. And this is... Drink! Drink! Drunk! It's like a reflective... I, I'm too drunk to talk about it now, but it's like reflective. <laughs> and this is another thing that gets on my nerves, and it's super specific. Oh my god. Like putting that lubrication on, like, listen, we're about to go from text to a link. A grammar show with a drinking problem. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Hey, drunkies. Hope everyone's doing well. I'm pretty tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's taking me like extra seconds to respond. Got a rally, Lynn. I know. We Great did, for radio. <laughs> we did a lot of uh, scheduling logistics before we came up here. It was intense. And it did not. There were a lot of calendars. Really energize me. No, you know what? It was kind of, it was zapping. It was zapping. It was a real drainer. Um, on real, Sorry, guys. On Real <laughs> Housewives of Melbourne, that is my headphones you oh, just sorry. turned all the way down. Which one am I at? I so now you're number four. Okay, sorry. God, we're really messing this up today. On um, Real Housewives of Melbourne, whenever that's like an insult, he's like, you know, you're a real drainer. She's a drainer. She's, she's being a drainer. Oh, I like that. Yeah. As like a bore? Like, yeah, just somebody who like saps the energy out of the room or like puts oh. everybody like in a funk. You're a drainer. I know people like that. <laughs> I probably am the person. <laughs> or what if I was like, I don't know anyone like that. It's like, well, that's well, you. <laughs> well, drainer. As I opened up this uh, episode being like, I'm really tired. Yawn. <laughs> <laughs> You're like sad from that movie about feelings. Inside Out. Oh, I never saw it. That Sadness. is like the only thing that I wish I had. I'm, uh, I do not have children, but I do wish I could rent a <laughs> child every once in a while to go see kids' movies. Hmm. You can take my kid to crappy movies anytime you want. But I want spe- Inside Out was great. Inside Out was phenomenal. You cried. I cry every time I watch it, and I've watched <laughs> it a handful of times. Yeah. I wouldn't want to go see what what crappy movie were you gonna go see the other day? I don't, my parents Storks. took her to Storks and they said it oh, sucked. Storks, you can yeah. take her to that. No, I don't. I only want to do like the Inside Outs and the oh, Toy well, Story. Get your and... own kid for that. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so I do have good news. Speaking of parenting, hmm. it does not matter if you curse in front of your daughter. Fucking a right. Yeah. Um, there is an article from. The New York Times, it's a book review called Why Do We... The book is not called this, but the um, article is called Why Do We Love to Curse So Much? Because it fucking feels good. Yeah. So um, this is by Josh Lambert. Uh, The review is from Josh Lambert. And he's talking about um, a book called In Praise of Profanity by Michael Adams. Here, here. Is that what it is? Uh, Yeah. So uh, every parent has been there or will be there soon. The moment when your darling five-year-old says one of the magic words that can transform a PG movie into an R or earn an NBA star a $25,000 fine. (laughs) How do you you react? You can't pretend in 2016 that washing a kid's mouth out with soap will make these words disappear. Um, Mm -hmm. What do you guys do? Has has your daughter ever cursed? Yeah, but just like in cute ways. (laughs) 
So obviously you reward her, it sounds like. <laughs> no, she, I don't know what Mo's talking about. I think she's still too young to be like, she oh, get it. fuck. Like, no, no, she knows what she can't say. Just like the article, I think, brings it up. Yeah. The article pretty much said, I'm a good parent because I curse a lot around my daughter and she doesn't. Well, it doesn't feel um, like banned or whatever. It's just like. Yeah. And she just doesn't, I don't know. It's just not really in her vocabulary. Like she very rarely curses. Why are you looking like, do, what, does she swear like a sailor in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but she knows what she's not allowed to say. Yeah, but she very rarely curses. Yeah, gotcha. I, oh, you're she, right. She has cursed. Oh, her life's but, pretty damn good. What's she have to curse about? Um, <laughs> what do we like, have to curse about? One time she called, oh, um, so much shit. one time she <laughs> called my niece and her baby cousin, um, so damn cute. Uh, <laughs> oh, that is Like, she just That's cute so stuff cute. like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I would reward her for that. Uh, before we lose most of our listeners, let's stop talking about our kids. Yeah, okay. so why do we love to curse so much? Tell us, Linda. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff in here, but. <laughs> Great commentary. <laughs> <laughs> At the end, this uh, is what they tune in for. <laughs> I just liked the kid person, like the, the so he basically this book talks about language, but pr- from a profanity perspective, and a lot of linguists apparently don't recognize, pro- like they won't delve into it. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's one of those things that you just stay away from. A lot of people think, and I might actually, I already have this highlighted, but you know, a lot of people think if you're, you know, a really good writer. Or if you are a really good speaker, you shouldn't have to curse. If you're a really good comedian, you shouldn't yeah, have to I've curse. Heard that, that, yeah. I've definitely heard that about Seinfeld comedians. Seinfeld says that. Yeah, yeah. Seinfeld. Well, he sounds like a fucking dork. <laughs> no, but it, I mean, it just takes a different type of, it's a different yeah. way. It's like some people are comedy writers and some people are mystery writers. It's just a different way to go about the same art form basically and I think the same way about comedy but it doesn't mean that people who curse are less funny than people who don't it's just a different way to go about that craft or whatever but anyway um, later in the article uh, the writer says doing parents everywhere a favor he points out that despite what the American Academy of Pediatrics has said there is no evidence that exposure to profanity harms children and he argues argue strenuously that there are better ways to deal with profanity than to suppress it, even though he acknowledges evidence that one type of profanity, slurs directed at people because of their racial, ethnic, and sexual identities, are measurably harmful. So basically he's saying there, you know, besides the terrible uh, profanity and and slurs, um, that suppressing it, like we just sort of just said, is just... It, it has the opposite effect. Like you're not gonna. It's sort of like I, if you maybe reason with kids. I don't know. I don't know if you can reason with children. <laughs> <laughs> what do I know? Um, Adams rejects the stereotype of profanity as a refuge for sloppy or lazy writers and speakers, which we just talked about. Yeah. Um, what Adams gets right is that we're living in the age of profanity. Is truly It truly is a wonderful time to swear and to publish <laughs> books like his and Bergen's, which I didn't talk about, uh, there's not much risk, but one gets to feel brave and sub- subversive for tossing around four-letter words with abandon anyhow. Um, and if there's still any explosive charge left to be found in an F-bomb today, the parties who deserve our praise and gratitude are those who continue to censor our profanities, the court system, and prude 
prude English teachers and newspapers like this one. <laughs> um, and finally, the beleaguered parent who tells her kids not to say dirty words in public without really knowing why they shouldn't. They're keeping the profanities alive. They are, yeah. It's only taboo because you say it's taboo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I am just going to talk a little bit more about fucking swearing. My dad's going to not like this episode. Oh, I just opened a can, sorry. <laughs> can of headwaters. He doesn't, um, he doesn't understand he doesn't why we have to uh, curse so much. Did your dad listen? Yeah. Really? My mom doesn't like the cursing either. Well, fuck both of them. <laughs> just kidding. I love both of you guys. That's not nice. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Um, when the Phillies won the World Series in 2008, Chase Utley, famously at least in Philadelphia, got up and said, world fucking champions during yes. the ceremony. I remember. Yes. And people went nuts. Like, everyone... Like, people still say that today because it was, like, such a big deal when he said that. And I remember my grandfather being like, I just don't think he had a curse. It was, like, so cute the way he said it. <laughs> and he, like, loved the Phillies and he loves Chase Outlet. It didn't make him fit. He wasn't like, yeah. oh, that was ridiculous. He was just like, yeah, I don't think he had to. It, was, it made it, was it so much more passionate, yeah. though, and, like, it in did. the moment. like It was, like, it was something that people could hold on to. And whether he had said world fucking champions or, like... I don't, well, I can't obviously can't think of anything as powerful World at the time. Freaking champion. Well, I mean, <laughs> something that people could be like, yes, that is what I am feeling right now. Yeah. Whether it's you're saying world fucking yeah. champions like or uncontrollable you're emotions, uncontrollable yeah. emotion, and that is first of all how a lot of Philadelphians talk, and yeah. it's um, it's just like he said exactly what so many people were feeling, and I think that that's why you know it resonated so much and is still alive and well today. Also, Hell by the yeah. way, your dad loves when I curse. He always giggles. <laughs> He's probably giggling right now. Um, speaking of dads, I'm talking. I'm going to talk about the other book Linda briefly mentioned by Benjamin Bergen, professor of cognitive science at UC San Diego. His book's called "What the F: What Swearing Reveals About Our Language, Our Brains, and Ourselves." So he, uh, this article about this book is from Quartz and it's by Efrat Livni. Hmm. And Benjamin Bergen loved profanity, still loves it, but he said that once he became a dad, he saw him himself like starting to change the way he talked and that made him want to do this research about swearing around kids. And he combined scientific research Oh, sorry. He combed scientific research, concluding there's a distinction b between slurs, mm -hmm. like we said, which science definitely suggests is bad for children and plain old four-letter words, which aren't. And there's not really scientific evidence around swearing around kids because that would be a weird experiment to just like get a <laughs> yeah. bunch of kids and swear. It's definitely harmful to swear at kids. Right. Well, that's if it's like emotional okay. abuse or something, yeah. that's different. Um, that's verbal abuse. It takes a psychological toll. But swearing in front of kids is not the same. It doesn't, it's not hurting them. So we think, like I said, there's not scientific studies about kids, but there's scientific studies about university students. And they tested these students, average age of 21, and 
there was 52 of them and they exposed them to homosexual slurs and the students that were exposed to these slurs at the end of the study said they were less they would give less money to an AIDS HIV prevention program like they, they said like oh you, how much should this program get and they picked the lesser amount yeah than the people who weren't exposed and they also were more likely to move their chairs a greater distance from someone they believed to be homosexual. Oh. Yeah. So slurs are definitely harmful. Yeah. Confirmed. Confirmed. Don't drink, drink, drunk. Slurs are harmful. should (laughs) never use them at all, especially around kids. And there's no evidence that these students who are exposed to just like your generic swear words, they're not like, oh, I need to move my chair away from that mm-hmm. from that person who said fuck. Like, that's mm-hmm. not a thing. Um, I'd probably move my chair closer. <laughs> you're like, come, come swear in my ear. Yeah. <laughs> Whisper sweet swears right in my ear. So, basically, Bergen agrees with us, the author of this book. The policy, his policy is not to censor himself around his toddler, to, but to explain that the swear words, explain the words he uses and their appropriate use. He says, even a two-year-old can understand the F word can be muttered consequence-free at home, but might lead to a negative reaction when screamed in the supermarket. Yeah. Truth. It's how everyone learns that you have to wear pants outside. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, having kids <laughs> is all about teaching them, like, what you, what you can and can't do. And, like, none of us are allowed to go to the grocery Well, not a, we're all allowed, but none of us should go to the grocery store without pants on and scream fuck. Uh-huh. Like, you can do Although that at home all you want. you can do that as long as they're pajama pants. <laughs> Acceptable where we live. I remember the first time I cursed. <gasps> When was it? I think I was in third grade. Was I in third grade? No, first. What'd you say? We were like, shut your bitch ass up. No, I was with my best friend Kate and her sister Emily, and we were in the woods behind their house, and we were (laughs) in this, we were on this like um, tree house that her brothers had built, and Emily was using a spray paint can to like, paint some of it. She was always an artist. She still is. Um, and so she was like painting something. All sounds very dangerous. With a spray paint can. <laughs> and she got some on her hand and she said, shit. <gasps> and Kate and I who were like, we were a year younger than Emily. Still like are. 16? <laughs> <laughs> I forget if we were in like first or third grade, but I know it was one of those because I remember Kate and I both being like, oh, Oh my gosh. And she's like, what? Shit. Doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. And we were like, whoa. Oh my God. And we yeah. were like, so like, wow, I can't believe she just said that. So that was in the weekend. Then I remember on like Monday or whatever, when we went back into school, this is why I know it was either first or third grade because both of our classroom, both our first grade and our third grade classroom faced the same way. Mm. And I like specifically remember going up to Kate and be like, remember what Emily said <laughs> like as soon as she got in that day and then Kate, like you've been thinking about it all weekend I had been and Kate turned to me and goes what shit and I go <gasps> yeah I don't know shit <laughs> I basically just totally gave in and then that's when I started cursing oh my gosh you never looked back right? You're such a back badass I know
We got a message from a listener, but I'm not going to use their name to protect the innocent because they said, have you talked about stupid fucking work jargon on the podcast yet? I'm in the nine months of my new job and I have heard so much fucking work jargon that it makes me want to puke. Uh, They said, let's begin uh, ladders up, maps back to, pulls through, scales, at scale, lift, churn, parking lot. I don't know. I I don't know when this like went from (laughs) words to just like... (laughs) Maybe Things that she saw outside. The listener had wasn't an aneurysm. at that time? I mean, she wasn't healing well. Yeah. So the point is, let's talk about stupid fucking work jargon. And we have. We have. We have in a past episode, but there's always more. And this is something I think, there's a few things that we talk about that people really like talk to us about yes. in person or like the emails about. And this is one of those that people are like, oh, word jargon. And what about this? And what about that? I haven't heard of a lot of those. No, me neither. I'm so Those glad I don't tents, have a job yeah. like that. Oh, jargon. Parking yeah. lot? Is that real? I don't know I what mean, that is. I mean, there's a parking lot, but is that Oh, a I know what a parking thing? lot is. <laughs> Morgan, it's where... Well, I've heard, like, like let's guys, park like, it, but it's like, let's park it in the parking lot. Does that mean we're really not going <laughs> to touch it for a while? Or? Oh, I've heard park it, but yeah. I've never heard parking lot. So in the suburbs, when you go to the grocery store, what? you don't have to walk home. You actually drive your car there. Excuse, excuse me? <laughs> you park it in this lot with lines. Hmm. Put your car there. Sounds like a scheme. Yeah, it is. So. So. <laughs> category of business jargon. This is from an old Forbes article, but I like it. The categories are sports War and auto racing. <laughs> so sports. What are the war ones? Uh, pull the trigger on this deal. Locked uh, and loaded. Fire one across the bow. Wow. I've never heard that. Auto racing. Put the pedal in the metal where the rubber meets the road. Sports. Block and tackle and run. Hit a home run. Uh, all of these are like super macho things that guys wish they were doing instead of like pushing papers around a desk and being like, oh, I just tallied up my Excel columns, locked and loaded. <laughs> um, oh, so my this- husband just went like this. <laughs> I bet as he's listening to this. Oh, I he love your Excel listen. sheets. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> so this writer uh, says... Um, he's got some pretty why sweet don't pivot we, tables. Because <laughs> he's straight up talking about them. Oh my before. God, he loves pivot tables. <laughs> Sorry, uh, tangent. Is this like a parking lot? <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah you can't I don't get know how out. to do a it's pivot super table pr- either. It's super but. frustrating. You can't get out of it. It's this conversation. It's a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Lol. Um, I don't know what a parking lot is, so. I don't I don't know anything. <laughs> anyway, this writer was like, could we maybe round this out? Could we put how about the jargon could say, Hey, could you put a scallop on the hem of that proposal? Or throw some gold highlights on that plan to bring out its natural color. <laughs> oh my god. That would be amazing. Which would be really hilarious. I mean, I think it all sucks. I wish we didn't say any of that. I just mm-hmm. thought it was funny juxtaposition. Um, but in the sports world, the lingo is abundant and annoying. And when I was Googling some of this, I found a lot of articles that were like basically from 
people who were not American being like, help me understand what these American business people are talking about (laughs) because all of our references are so stupid (laughs) and we're doing deals with people in other countries who are like, yeah, 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 okay, mm mm-hmm, and being like, what the fuck are you They're like getting off the phone. They're like, what ball is in our court right now? Yeah. Who has the ball? (laughs) Yeah. And we're like, why do you talk like that? And like, why are we, what, what, Monday morning quarterbacking? Like, what is that? I don't know what that is. All right, Linda, what do you think Monday morning quarterbacking means? It means Monday morning quarterbacking? Yeah, like if you're going to Monday morning quarterback something. You're going to direct it? I don't know. Throw it over to somebody? No, you're going to talk about like the pros and cons, the fails, what worked and what didn't from Sunday's game. All right. Well, so here's what's confusing to me. I thought Monday night was a bigger football night. So did I. I was thinking Monday night football. You guys are sweet. Um... Balls in their court, you know what that means. Yeah, that's that's tennis. Everybody, it's up okay. to them. Bush league. That means something's not good, or it's not as good. It's like Im- or not immature. Like it's less professional than yeah. something else. So that that applies to a lot of sports. It refers to like the minor leagues, far from the top. But why do the minor leagues even? Why are they called bush league? Like, where does that term come from? Does it say? Um, no, I don't know like why. The Bushman it, tribes, that's what I was I don't about. know where Bush came from. <laughs> okay. Texas? Right. Uh, <laughs> where all confusing things come from. Keep your eye on the ball. Basketball? Oh, baseball. Oh. When the pitch, I feel like that's everywhere. You should probably keep your eye on the ball. But when the pitch is coming, you got to keep your eye on the ball or you can't connect the bat. I feel like probably a lot of people close their eyes when the ball's coming. Oh, it's, yeah, that's why they say keep your eye on the oh. ball because when you close your eyes, you miss. I also played basketball from fifth grade to sixth grade. Wow. Wait, no, to seventh grade. Wow, wow. So and you don't know Joe Naismith, the founder of basketball? You're basically a professional. Yeah, so I, I actually heard keep your eye on the ball a lot while I was playing basketball. All right, all right. Full court press. Isn't maybe. that baseball, though, where you keep your eye on the ball? No yeah, one ever sees basketball. Are you fucking listening to us? Said. Oh, there's a basketball. Sorry. Yeah, I said basketball because Morgan's a baseball. I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? I was looking back at our great listeners' uh, question. I was thinking we should... I, I want to know what these some of these mean. Like, ladders up to. Ladders up to, I have heard. What does that mean? It's like you build something up to something else. Like... Some of these just sound like, you know, like in Twitter where you can just put like predict my next tweet and it pulls like a jar- bunch of like words no, you've said in I the don't past. Know that. <laughs> There's like apps and you can do it's like the, I thought you were going to say, you know how on Twitter when you read something that you don't understand because you're too old and you have to Google it and then Urban Dictionary comes up. I do know that. Is no, they just that? they just sound like word salad. They sound yeah. like somebody like so there's Donald a, Trump. There's things that twi- like there's like apps or I don't know, whatever. You put in like your Twitter username and they'll be like, here's what your next tweet would be just based on everything you've ever tweeted. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It takes like an algorithm and makes a word salad. Oh, I want to do that. And that's what this sounds like. Gotcha. Yeah. I guess I don't really know what ladder up is, but I think it's just building something like little by little up to something else. I don't know. Linda, what's full court press for the basketball pro you are? It is when a team is coming down the basketball court or the point guard is coming down the basketball court with the ball 
and the other team, instead of waiting on the other side, comes up and Ooh, plays defense on that Aggressive side. defensive tactic. Yeah. You couldn't do that in fifth and sixth grade, but you could in seventh grade. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. Um, I don't really like that in the workplace. <laughs> How does that wait? So what does, does it even mean really in the workplace? Yeah, um, get it. It's, it's you're at least in seventh grade. I was about it to be like, <laughs> I was about to be like, it yeah, I don't the, either, but I don't. It know means you're in the throes of puberty. Means <laughs> 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 it just gives me anxiety when I think of full court press. It gives me anxiety because when it would be like, okay, time for full court press. That's like why I quit basketball because <laughs> it was seventh grade, and you were like, oh hell no. <laughs> yeah. Too I don't have it in me. Pressure. I don't have it in me. I just started saying shit. <laughs> Sorry. Brian's so mad at us right now. Um, so in the business, it's usually used to convey the great effort someone goes to in order to impress a boss or client. Oh. Oh, yeah, I guess I yeah. kind of know It's that. less defensive oh, okay. More than the real sport. Offensive, I would say. Yeah, look at you, sporty sporter. Oh. Down to the wire? Down to the wire, I would like to think just means that the clock is running out, but yeah, I don't right? know what the wire means. comes from horse racing where a piece of wire was strung across the finish line. That oh. one's not that bad because we used down to the wire and... Real life, right? Isn't that? Yeah, that's just interesting. I didn't yeah. know it was about horse racing. But I'm saying that one doesn't seem as, that doesn't offend me if I see that. Yeah, I'm getting down wise. to the wire. Yeah. All right. Um, gloves are off. That's obvious. When you get nasty, this is from hockey players. Throw I feel their like gloves that's off. more real life than corporate life. I feel like I've never heard that in a job setting. I guess they say it's like a particularly contentious negotiation and those are conversations I am not privy oh, to yeah, as I am just a lowly lackey. <laughs> I can't imagine someone actually saying that. It's like, oh man, like mute the conference call and like to the team. Gloves are off. Guys. <laughs> Get your pivot tables. We're going to ladder up to this bitch. Full court press. <laughs> Go out in the parking lot, get your best gear, and come back in here. We're doing it seventh grade style. <laughs> she. I'd like to be a part of that conversation, though. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You'd pee your pants if somebody told you that the gloves were off and we were doing full core press and to go to the parking lot. You just go to you the parking lot. You would go to the parking lot, walk straight out, leave <laughs> yeah. your car there, never come back. I'd start crying. You would never come back. Your car would just get towed one day. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, well. <laughs> Good riddance. I can't deal with that kind of stress. Um... There's another uh, article that we found, um, 17 irritating jargon phrases and awesome new sayings we should use instead. Um, where did I get this? Oh, I didn't write it down. Oh, it's, um, what's it, Nonprofit with Balls or has oh, balls? Oh, yeah. Nonprofitwithballs.com. Funny. Yeah. I actually got this. Where'd was you get that? Yeah. It was not sent to me. It was an eavesdrop of a Facebook conversation between two of my friends who I think listen to the show um, <laughs> at least they used to and I saw like one post to the other and be like oh this is so funny and I was like stealing it so so Allie and Jana if you're listening I stole your article and this is also your test are you still listening yep 
So this writer um, uses common phrases and then tries to give an alternative that's like funny or interesting or more, uh, t- you know, related to today's uh like let's throw some gold highlights up in this yeah bitch. something like that so instead of at the end of the day Oof. they suggest when all the rhubarb is harvested <laughs> Which i don't know why i love that it like made me lol when i saw it oh, wow. um she loves rhubarb everybody because it sounds really nice and sophisticated try it <laughs> quote I know we don't always agree, but when all the rhubarb is harvested, <laughs> we are each an amazing unicorn who makes the world better. It does sound nice, especially mm-hmm. in that sentence. Yeah. And at the end of the day is a is a tough one. Yeah. Take it with a grain of salt. Mm. Instead, they suggest take it with a swig of Pepto, <laughs> which I like because I get heartburn a lot <laughs> because Linda finishes a, a bottle of Pepto each and every day yeah. she just carries it around with her so it seems more real life <laughs> um, instead of buckets like say what now something can be divided into five buckets ew um, I, don't, I don't like that I don't, I don't do that where I work we don't have buckets wait you've never heard that in no. work sense no oh. I'm telling you I'm like very I'm very lingo naive so it's like, uh, well, we can put put that into five buckets. It means five categories or five ways of getting things done. Um, instead, they suggest tote bags, <laughs> which I thought was pretty good. Wait, so seriously, you would just have like a list and you would divide it into buckets? Well, now I'm trying to think of a good example, but it's like um, I could divide um, this... The, or Victory Brewing Company's beer can be categorized categorized into five buckets. It's like categories, okay. kind of. Yeah, it's just like categories. It's like or tote bags. hoppy or yeah. like whatever. Yeah. Um, Hate it. That doesn't even do it justice because usually it's about something a lot more boring. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. I hate it. All Don't right. talk to me about buckets. Anybody. Fine. I'll ever. Hold. Oh. Unless it's unless it's like a, a bucket of beers. Red flag, you know. Yeah. So instead... Like you shouldn't go swimming at the beach when there's a red flag. <laughs> well, okay, yes. But you know when something's like, <laughs> oh, well, that's a red flag. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was about to be like really concerned, actually. Uh, I kind of needed you to put it in a sentence for me. <laughs> <laughs> Because oh that's not just business. It actually There's harkens red back flags to bullfighting. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So instead, hangnail. <laughs> which hangnail. I think everyone could appreciate because yeah. hangnails are pretty painful. I think I use red flag in personal issues way more than business yeah I and they're agree. usually yeah and they're usually it usually means something more serious than a hangnail it means like there's a hurricane you can't swim in the ocean well but that's a physical red flag <laughs> i think you're missing the point i'm just saying whenever i use the phrase red flag it's serious like it's like 
you are like, oh, hey, like my husband is coming home um, at like 11 o'clock every night. And like there's other women texting him. I'm like, oh, that's a red flag. Like, yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, that's like, oh, yeah. So you don't want to say hangnail. It's no, not just that's an not a hangnail. Like, it's like a that's real danger. A red flag. It's like, like, you like that's hangnail, you- deal with it. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like that's like you just accidentally cut your finger off making salad. It's not a hangnail. <laughs> well, that's another maybe option. <laughs> Okay, do you know what a white paper is? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll just let Brian answer these. Uh, it's not jargon. That's a real thing. It's no, a, real it thing, a real thing. But also, why does anyone even call it a white paper? Isn't it like all business paper white? So yeah. uh, this writer says, I don't know, but in our age of social consciousness, we should try to be more inclusive. So let's change this to paper of color. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. Um. Which I've actually never seen a white paper in real life. Like I've seen it on they're, they're the internet. Well, I've I've like read white papers, but like yeah. what does make it a white paper? I really don't know. Like uh, originally where that with came the from. British government, and many point to the Churchill White Paper of 1922 as the earliest well-known example under this name. But like, why was it called white paper? Good day. Huh. Our paper is white <laughs> because Churchill was so white that they were yes. like. <laughs> By Get contrast, me the green papers paper. are issued more frequently and more open-ended. I don't know. What uh, about a pink slip? Okay. Just stop That's talking a red about flag. colors. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, stop. laughs> oh, God. All right. So here's my favorite. Pivot. Mm. Not related to pivot tables, but have you heard pivot in a business sense, Morgan? Ugh, ugh, it gives me the heebs. Yeah, of course. Instead, this writer says... Flip it and reverse it, which I love. Oh, that's much better. I love. That's much better. Um, is there a, is there an example? Uh, let me see. Uh, our strategy for earned income is not leading to high BFV. I don't know what that is. Best friend so, values. <laughs> so let's flip it and reverse it. <laughs> Is it worth it? I'm not so sure, but I think we should work it. <laughs> oh, that's great. Linda. What? How you feeling now? Earlier in the episode, you were drained. You were a drainer. You were a drainer. You were kind of said, are you more up on your bean water? I'm on my bean water. You are in your bean water. She's on a bean water. I, she's like, not a drainer. I suddenly was on my bean water. You know what happened? I took a deep dive into the bean water. You drained your bean water. <laughs> I'd like to make a slight clarification <laughs> for listeners from last week when it was I'm the one that said hi on my bean water, which Boo. is totally okay. Coco was wrong. You said it as well, but the actual <laughs> phrase is is on on to be on one's bean water. So you yes. can be up on your bean water, but you can totally be high on your bean water. Wait, but then you just said up. Is it up or no, is it just it's, on? It's just on. I did a lot of research. It's just on. It's on. To, to be on one's bean water. What kind of research did you do? I, he Googled I it. I Googled high on your bean water. Nothing came up. I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. crap. It was mm-hmm. be on your bean water. But you can be high on a bean water. You can be whatever you want on the bean water. And I don't know. just to remind yeah. everyone. Don't let us tell you how you should be on your bean water. It does mean frisky. <laughs> uh, origins <laughs> are <laughs> when people used to cook beans in water, you'd walk no, in like, don't, don't talk about that the smells. origins. I'm getting frisky. 
on that bean water. Don't talk, Wait, up, don't talk about the origins. I don't think All that's right. what we meant when we brought it up for the slang. Right? Yeah. That is what it meant. Yeah, Remember it means last frisky. time you said you thought it meant drunk and you were oh, wrong? Yeah. And then once again, I did you're wrong. think it meant drunk. Ah, oh, God, I keep she forgetting. She can't be unconvinced. In any event. Wait, I'm then why are we even saying it? Way up on my bean water. it's fun. Jesus, oh. we're bringing it back. Well, then why did you guys just think I said I wasn't at first, but now I definitely you were am? Because you were not frisky when you started. Because you were so tired and drunk. drunk. downer. I meant I got suddenly drunk. Oh, drunk, well, we didn't know frisky. that. We thought you meant you got suddenly in a suddenly in a good frisky. mood. Talking uh, suddenly, about jargon. Suddenly on your bean water. High on life. That's what that's what it means. And we are doing our part to bring it back. Your dare coach would love to know you get high on life. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya, what was her Ta- name? Tawny. 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 She's not a drainer. Is dare coach a thing? <laughs> she didn't get coached on dare. <laughs> she got coached dare in basketball. Opposite. Was Tawny the basketball coach too? No. Oh my I God. fucking bet she was. No, I bet some was. kids on the basketball team got busted by Tawny though. I don't think Why? so. Why? For what? Sports and drugs. enhancing drugs? <laughs> Performance <Obviously> enhancers? Not <laughs> no, not what me. Were you I on? was terrible. I was a middle, um, but only because I was a middle. tall. That's not a position. I think so. You mean center? I think it is center. <laughs> oh, oh I was a middle in volleyball and the center in basketball. Oh, but only because I was tall. Not She's like, I was, I was a stander and a runner and a dribbler. All right. Well, now we know that we're all in our bean waters. Not a shooter. Not a shooter. No, I was Morgan. terrible. Okay, everybody. Sorry for the tangent. I love tangents. So do mm. all of our listeners. <laughs> Speaking of listeners, mm. leave us a review. You have two weeks to leave a review, at which point we are going to randomly select a <laughs> reviewer to receive the first ever Drink, Drink, Drunk podcast t-shirt, which we will mail to you and you will wear with pride and show off to everybody in your community about how you are a pioneer in fashion and grammar. Anyway. I want to be that person. I know. You can't, though. You can't. I guess you could leave a review, but I think I would rule you out for bias. Yeah. There's currently 24 ratings, so or reviews, so your chances are good, people. And people say, I don't want to leave one because you'll read it and you'll make fun of me. First of all, have you listened to this show because... I'm an idiot, and Linda won't read them because she's scared. I am scared. So don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not reading any reviews. <laughs> and most recently, we got a review that was in the form of a poem, which I think is a fantastic uh, way to leave your review if you're scared of being judged because poetry has no rules. And may I That's suggest a, point. a haiku, short, simple, to the point? Yeah. You almost have to say nothing. Yeah. Uh, so go, here's the thing though, iTunes on the computer, that's how you have to do it. There's no other way. Get over it. I'm sorry. It's horrible. It's a life, the world we live in. Like also I said, subscribe, hit the subscribe button. Oh yeah. And when Very you're there, important. when you're there, hit subscribe. That is important. And when you're also there, call Steve Jobs from the grave. No, <laughs> go back to episode whatever and hear me make fun of Morgan for that. Whatever. Call him from wherever you want. <laughs> His number's on iTunes.com. <laughs> Slash drink, drink, drink. All right, read, read the damn review. Oh, I'm reading it? Okay. A poem, period. These women, fantastic. White wine whips. 
Doggy Dog. Eponymous. <laughs> Erroneous. W dash. <laughs> Funny. Friendship. I like it. I listen. I laugh at it. Brian. Who dat? <laughs> who he? Hun. You's doing a great job. Me like it a whole bunch. Now I'm woke AF. <laughs> Scene. Yay! Yep. Who was that from? Uh, Rose Royce Wraith. Oh. <laughs> mm. Well, thank you very much. A that true artiste. Really buoyed my spirits after some of our critiques. Way up on our bean water now. Up, up, Way up on my up bean, on water. bean water. Up, up. Up on my bean and I know water. it doesn't mean up, drunk. Up on my bean water. Is that our new song? All right. Also drunk. Up. Yeah. Oh, okay. And maybe that's why I associate the two so much. It's like, of course I'm excited and happy when I've had a few. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Brian's like, please Coco's wrap up. Coco's all over this fucking episode. I am. I know. I'm sitting at the control, the control whatever panel now. And I'm, I like it better over here. Uh, thanks for listening. You're Leave a review. You're mean. Win a t shirt. Bye. We love you guys. <clears throat> oh my God. Sorry, everyone. Do you think Aerosmith was ever cool? Really? This has been a riveting production.